The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Ambar Garcia, Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, September 29th, 2023, season 19, episode number 42. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by, oh, actually we're presented by Blockchain. We'll go ahead and get that out of the way, blockchain.com. Hey, we are, what we are today getting you guys ready for Cowboys uh, versus the Patriots. That'll happen this Sunday. I think the kick time is 325, so make sure you check that out. But today we're going to let you know what we think is going to happen. Uh, who we think will win the game at the end of the game at the end of the show? We'll give you our picks for the show, or for the game, sorry. And we will start where we normally start uh, with some injury updates. What do we know about our offensive line at this point? We got three players that missed last week, mm-hmm. have had varying degrees of practice this week. What are we hearing, and what do we suspect will happen this Sunday? All right, we're going to run down the list here. Tyler Biadish was upgraded to limited from did not participate on Wednesday. Progress there. Zach Martin also upgraded from DNP to limited. Progress there as well. Tyron Smith still did not practice, and it's not anticipated that he will practice on Friday either. Mike McCarthy said this morning um, that Tyron Smith is expected to be in the rehab group for the totality of today's practice. So not a lot of optimism as far as Tyron Smith is concerned. Is it impossible that he takes the field on Sunday? No, but it is very much a wait and see situation for all three of those guys. But there has been a good progress for Beatish and Martin uh, in their goal, in their mission to get back onto the field. Um, other than that, I mean, you have Tony Pollard had a rest day. CeeDee Lamb and Demarcus Lawrence returned from their rest days. Uh, and Chumay Doga was limited again as he continues to work through that that elbow situation. So uh, looks like two of the three Cowboys starting offensive linemen have a really solid chance. But again, we'll see how it goes because we, we got through Thursday. We still got to get through Saturday. <laughs> Based on that, and, and obviously at this point it looks like with Tyron – you know, who knows, likely, you know, it could go either probably, way. Let's say it could go either not. way, we'll right? Um, Chuma also has the injury. He's still nursing that injury. If Chuma can't play the whole game, who then becomes your left tackle in that instance? Awesome Do you Richards. slide? Awesome Richards. Awesome, yeah. awesome Richards. Awesome Richards. I would absolutely yeah. say awesome Richards yeah. there. And I honestly, considering Chuma, like you said, is dealing with the elbow injury and limited, I personally, now this is just me talking, this is not the coaching staff talking, I would be okay with having awesome start. And then seeing where that goes, which, you know, if he goes out there and he performs well, then Edoga gets that much more rest on that elbow. If the rookie goes out there and starts to struggle over the you know first several series, then you can put Edoga out there and say, OK, well, we tried it. Let's let's go with what we know in Edoga. So I would be completely fine if uh, if they looked at Richards and say, hey, you know, we, we sent Hoffman out there, second year guy. We sent TJ Bass out there, an undrafted rookie. Let's let's see what you can do as a rookie fifth round pick. I'm going to ask you to speculate here. Uh, do you speculate that he has been practicing all week, Awesome Richards at left tackle, with the Doga situation? I, I would, I would speculate that being the case because that just makes that much. Sense. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. We need to figure out who's been practicing at left tackle. That's well, also we, McCarthy said he's going to give practice time to everybody. Right. right. To no, all the backups. Yeah, that's and that's and that's good. I think that's a good thing. But we need to figure out who's playing at left at who's practicing at left tackle. 
Because I, if you tell me that it was if you tell me it was Tyler Smith, I'd think a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the case. And that's why I said I asked you if you would just speculate. I, I, I mean would, everything I would say that Awesome Richards probably practiced at left tackle, which would lead some credence to why you would probably play, you know, him in this game right. or just start him in this game if yeah. that's the case. I just I'm getting the feeling more and more. I know we talked about it yesterday. Uh, it's different because the injuries aren't happening. Knock on wood. Late in the week, so you have a whole week of preparation, yeah. and then maybe you consider the Tyler Smith to left tackle against the Patriots. But I, in conversations I'm having in the building, I'm getting the sense that they're really locked in on Tyler yeah. Smith at left guard. Yeah, and I can't. I for for the life of me, I can't understand why they're so locked into him staying at guard uh, but I, I think that's probably the way it goes as well is that he's going to be your left guard and they're just going to keep kind of moving other hey. parts into left tackle it, it to me this reminds me very much of when I did work in the scouting department here and Jerry Jones would always talk about the front of the pocket he'd always talk about how important it was and he learned this when it was when Romo was involved of how important it was to have the ability to step forward in the pocket. And he's likely thinking that my best options are to keep the front of the pocket firm and clean for Dak in order to make these things work. And so that would be the only thing. Now, maybe I, I don't know if Jerry would go in there and tell Mike McCarthy, hey, listen, I, yeah. we need to keep my, you know, my philosophy. You know, As a general manager, he can say that. Mm-hmm. He goes, I, hey, I firmly believe that – I need to keep my guards strong and my center strong, too, for my quarterback. So I don't know if that's something that they're trying to, that Mike McCarthy is uh, allowing or because the general manager asked that, hey, this is one of my beliefs. Yeah, and it, the thing is, that's not a, I don't think that would necessarily be an uncommon belief. Yeah. So it could be Mike actually thinks that's the philosophy he has as well, right? Could it, very well. It could be the offensive very line well. coaches. Like, yeah. I think we need to keep the, the center of the offensive line stronger right. and protect that. Again, I know we used to, I, I, Nick used to always say this, I'd rather my tackles be the points of failure because my quarterback at least can prepare for that a little bit more, especially yeah. if it's coming toward him. Now, yeah. on the blind side, a little less. Yeah. With Romo, it always seemed like he had eyes in the back of his head. Sure. So if he knew that guy was coming, yeah, he, felt it. he couldn't get away from that yeah. guy. But yeah. maybe that's it. Maybe they just feel like it's better to have the middle of the pocket protected. They'll, there's a lot of people in the league that will tell you that quarterbacks can handle edge pressure better yeah. than they can handle pressure in their face. Yeah. And that's, I think, where we, where we get the some of the thoughts about that. Which makes sense because if you know if you had to choose, like you said, Derek, you'd rather the pocket collapse on the edges and hold firm up front because then the quarterback can step in right. to a collapsing pocket on right. the exterior, mm-hmm. and then maybe depending on what the linebackers are doing, he might even have an opportunity to run for you know four or five yard gain, maybe more. So, yeah, yeah um, I mean, again, conversations I'm having in the building, I'm just getting the sense they're really locked into Tyler Smith, the left guard, and that's why I say, you know, Chumi Dog, I think gets the start. We'll see how it goes with Tyron Smith, but I would be completely fine with you know throwing your rookie fifth round pick out there who did he had a strong camp and if you look at what he did at UNC at Granite UNC and the NFL two different things but there's a lot of potential in Awesome Richards yeah but the thing with Awesome Richards and and you make a really good point the thing with Awesome Richards coming out of North Carolina is he's played against some outstanding edge rushers he's you know, Clemson Florida State yeah. you know in that Notre Dame in that conference I mean when he's played against some guys and we saw some things he's not perfect by any means right now he probably needs to be a little bit stronger and stuff but you know uh, the, the thing with the doga is that and and I don't think a doga was terrible in that game the other day 
I mean, I had some legitimate concerns about him playing tackle. But, you know, if he's compromised, he fought through the game with the elbow problem in that game and, you know, was, you know, we'll see. But I, I, I just, like, I, 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 I was taught this a long time ago that they always say that the, the tackle's responsible for the width and the inside three guys are responsible for the depth. And I, I do I do know working for this guy as the as the general manager, that was something that was important to him. I think you have enough in the backups to be able to play better than how you played last weekend. Um, I mean, the running game was there for the running backs, and then Dak wasn't absolutely destroyed. He got sacked a couple of times, but other than that, it was a pretty good game as far as like protection wise yep. for him so i think that after seeing that three starters being out then playing with the backups last minute uh type of situation it gives me a little bit more ease in a sense that they they can go out and, and perform you yeah. know or do enough be that whole extra large band-aid <laughs> that you need and they are uh, extra large. now you just need to be Balls. creative now you need to get mccarthy and, and mccarthy get out there and be more creative with the other pieces that they do have uh as starters and how they utilize other guys and even the tight ends how they can help us as well in the blocking game all right i wanted to uh talk a little bit about tony pollard we were going to talk about this yesterday we ran out of time um, there are a couple things I noted about his performance so far uh, that stood out to me. The first being, uh, right now, Tony Pollard leads the NFL in mm -hmm. rushing attempts with 62. Mm -hmm. Kind of surprising for me uh, for a guy that, that has not, in, throughout his career, even going back to college, was never the guy. Was never the guy that was getting all the bulk of the carries, always split those reps. Do you guys have any concern from the standpoint of workload if you're trying to keep him for a 17-game season and then hopefully a playoff run? Are there any concerns from the standpoint of giving him that much of a workload here at the early parts of the season? I would say a soft yes if they didn't show me the rest day yesterday. That tells me that they're looking at the GPS, they're looking at the workload, and they're actively trying to manage this in real time. So uh, if they continue to give Tony Pollard a rest day every couple weeks, maybe once per week, then I think that'll do well in offsetting his his added workload because, like you said, he's not been the guy, I think, since the beginning of high school. Um, so he's going to have to – and he'll tell you, you know, you call it, I haul it, you, and I love that, and he's absolutely correct. But you got to offset that somewhere because he's kind of being thrown into that RB1 role in a big way. But then you also offset it by – Mixing in a little bit more Rico, mixing in Deuce Vaughn, mixing in Cavante Turpin is kind of that plus one uh, in the running back room. And then, of course, like I said yesterday, get Hunter Lipkey involved like you did last week. Keep that going. Yeah, you have enough guys to where you can do that. But I don't think um, they should lower the amount of times that they give him the ball because, one, he's healthy. Mm -hmm. Two, he's young. Three, He's getting paid. So if all of the and above he has are to there, prove. he's on the franchise tag. Exactly, exactly. So if all of those things are there, I mean, this is what we do in the NFL season: is play the game. So I, there's no reason for me, unless now you start seeing his body being taken a hit, then that's where okay, you look at it and you start managing it um, a little more drastically. And luckily, you have guys where you can balance that thing that out. But right now, I don't, I don't think it needs to be that way. Ask me that question in week nine. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's where I think that you'll know. Right now, I think there's to the point where Amber is making it's. 
you know, he hasn't, as you mentioned earlier when you were leading up to this, he hasn't had a lot of carries in his career. You know, this is the first time that he's really had this opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you look at, say, a guy like Ezekiel Elliott back in the day, uh, uh, you know, B. John Robinson splitting time at Texas now with, uh, you know, with Atlanta. Some of these guys have had a lot of carries in their college careers. And then all of a sudden that those carries start to add up when you get to the NFL. Uh, I think with Pollard, though, they, they are – I think they'll manage him right. But until you see that day where there is, okay, the play is falling off, where you mm -hmm. see him completely falling off, yeah. then I would continue to ride that uh, ride that horse and, until I – until with my own eyes, I'm like, okay, looks like to me we're starting to break down a little bit here. Here's the other thing that jumped out to me, and this this was probably even more shocking than him leading, leading the leagues in rush attempts. I think it's because we've always assumed that Tony is more of an outside runner than an inside runner. Oh, no, he'll run an inside But check you. this yes, out. Yeah. The Cowboys have had, this year, they have run 40 times with Tony Pollard inside. Yeah. 22 times outside. So they're doubling the number of times they're running uh, inside with Tony versus outside. And the mo more interesting thing is... He actually leads the league in rush yards inside the tackles. Mm -hmm. He has 199 yards there. He's averaging five yards per carry inside the tackles. Are you guys surprised by that? Is, does that seem like just these are circumstances of the game and it just makes sense based upon who they've played and the situations they've been in? I kind of feel like that we all thought that Tony was a small guy. Yeah. And he's really not a small guy. He might be a shorter guy, but weight-wise... 212 215 yeah. something like that though so yeah it to me that that the thought of running him inside is uh because i i've always viewed him as if you could get him on the edge he's one of those guys that kind of it, it, it he, he could transition better into he gets the edge and then he hits the hole and now he's outside or he takes it back when you're inside runner with the with all the trash and stuff you don't play to his strengths with the elusiveness that right. he has. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're if he's on the edge, you could see him make cuts and work outside or work back across or let guys overrun and him come back inside. When you take him inside, he's pretty much taking and getting what he can get. Right. You know, without the ability to play to his strengths. That part of it's surprising to right. me. Right. That's the part that shocks me because yeah. you're not using his his best assets, I yeah. would think. And, and I think it's there's some situational football involved in that. You talk about the blowout in New York and, you know, using the, the running game to kind of manage what was going on in the game, not taking unnecessary risks downfield. But I think what's surprising for me is not that Tony can run in those gaps. It's the fact that he's averaging what he's averaging with backup offensive linemen because this has been a makeshift offensive line since week one. We've not seen this this front five be whole just yet. And yet and still, Tony Pollard, he's doing the dirty work and getting the yards as well. So that's what's surprising. It's not that he can do it. It's that he's doing it with backups in front of him in one capacity or another. So I, I like that because that gives you a lot of uh, optimism for when that offensive line is whole. Then what does he look like? Yeah, I had a lot of uh... – questions or uncertainty when I knew, okay, Zeke is on, and then now you're giving this role to Tony Pollard. And we had seen him capable of playing a full game and taking charge and doing really well, but we hadn't seen week after week, game after game. And I think characteristic-wise, that would be... It is surprising to me that you're saying that because that's not what you mm -hmm. what you think of him as. That's always been 
Zeke type of yeah. play. That's when Zeke goes in Zeke and does that, takes charge of that. So it is surprising, and in that's not what you're expecting, but it's not surprising because you, you know he's a talented player. Right. He's a talented running back, but it's it's good to see that because there are times that you've seen Zeke trying to run or block somebody, more block than, than running, and he'll just bounce back. There were times that happened last year, and then you imagine, oh, God, what does Tony, look how is like he going to look like in that situation when Zeke has looked this way? Yeah. So, but he, I mean, he's doing it. He's doing it and, and good for him. I'm I'm happy that he's kind of started proving me wrong in that way. Not that he needs to, but, you know, it's just good to. I'm like that old lady in the Titanic movie when you start to talk about the uh, offensive line playing together. It's you know? been 72 years. It's been years. 72 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm standing on the front of that boat, you know. Just reminiscing and, about yeah, the good old days. Yeah, when they actually had, you know, Doug Free and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, like, you know, they had uh, the Travis, Travis Frederick and, and yeah. Ron Leary. And you run the same five it's out there every week. 72 years. Since I've seen this offensive line play together, you know that's and me. Rose in the water, you're like, yeah, Rose. You're looking at yeah. Fred, you're like, come back. Yeah, <laughs> she's floating on the wood. Floating on the wood. Come back. Sink to the bottom of the ocean. That's me. <laughs> All right, that's we're gonna take our we're gonna take our first break. We're gonna come back. Amber has a game for us. It's called Let's Take a Trip Down Memory Lane. We'll do oh. that in the second segment, and then we'll get to the final segment where we will get to the picks and we'll let you guys know what we think are the keys for the offense and the defense. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys, and now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you back to the break
Do you eat, sleep, and breathe Dallas Cowboys football? Tell us how you spice up the game for a chance to be named 2023 Cowboys Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan, and win exclusive prizes, plus a trip to Super Bowl 58. Nominate yourself or another today at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. Welcome back. Second segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We'll let this segment be brought to you by Blockchain as well. Bing. All right, here we go. Amber. Amber's got a game for us. It's called Let's Take a Trip Down Memory Lane. Quick answers. I promise I'll give you a quick answer. Hey, mine are not quick because I got some stories for <laughs> yeah. y'all. But let's go. And that's the whole point. Okay. I want to hear stories. Okay. Well, you had a long list, so I don't want to. It is a long list. She looks like my kind of rundown, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's calm down here. Um, this is my segment. All right. Here segment. we go. go. Here go. we go. Cook. All right. Let's just reminisce on some good memories, some bad mm-hmm. ones. Uh, so let's get into it. First question for you guys. What was your favorite play of all time? Of all time. You shouldn't Dallas. be thinking too hard. I gave yeah. you guys you this question beforehand. I, I know exactly what it is. I can't remember the exact game in the year. This is when I usually would have Nick here to be able to say, it was this game, it was three 337 left in the game, whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was the Woody Dantzler punt return touchdown at um, at uh, Texas. I think it was Te- at Texas Te- Stadium. At Texas, at Texas Stadium. Stadium. It was, if you've never seen it, go to YouTube and just look up Woody Dantzler punt return. It was by far, I think, one of the best just football plays I've ever seen in my life. It had so many moments in it when he should have gone down, and he didn't, and he runs it all the way back. But that was by far my favorite play. I haven't seen that one. I'm going to go with um, (laughs) this one is for the late, great Marion Barber, the Barbarian. The most physical two-yard run I've Love ever it. seen in my life. If you haven't seen it, go to YouTube uh, and hit that search criteria. Hit Marion Barber, two-yard run, and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. That is That play is the definition of what the barbarian was. He just refused to go down, guys running, you know, bumping off of him. And, I mean, it was just the most exciting two yards I've ever seen in my life. So, uh, shouts out to the late, great Marion Barber. Alvin Harper's touchdown pass against the uh, – San Francisco 49ers when I was sitting in a box full of San Francisco 49er fans. <laughs> I heard the stories. Go. And they yes. and they and they were talking about how bad everybody was from Dallas. And when Harper caught that ball, I'm screaming run 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 and then I MF'd everybody walking out of the box. <laughs> that was my favorite Cowboy play of all time. Nice. I got I got an honorable honorable mention. Romo's spin on TJ Watt, 43-yard bomb to Terrence yeah, Williams. That was a good one. That yeah, was a good honorable one. mention. That was a good one. Exciting. Okay, funniest Memory with the Cowboys. <laughs> Something that happened that was a funny moment. All right, I'm at a point in my life <laughs> where Whenever it starts I'm that finally way. ready to let my pain be someone else's laughter. Yeah. So uh, there was a year back in 2007, I think it was. It was uh, the. It was actually we were we were going to Green Bay to play the Green Bay Packers. And uh, went to the game. Cowboys are having a bad season. They go to Green Bay, and they just get blasted. Um, And we are coming back from uh, that game, and we're on the plane. Nick tells me, he tells me, I'm going to, I'm going to write that I think the coach should be fired. I'm going to write this. And so I'm like, kind of, kind of true. So he's like, all right, cool, I'm going to write this. So he writes this story. Um, I get home that night. I, I finished putting up. At that time, I was still posting all the articles onto the website. So I finished posting all the articles onto the website, and I'm getting ready for bed. I literally t- put my phone over on my on my nightstand, 
and I turn over to get into my bed and my phone rings. And I'm thinking this can't be good because at that's, this point, it's like overnight. It's like three, mm-hmm. three o'clock in the morning. Pick up the phone. Uh, and it's a guy from the the company that that hosts our website, and he's like, <laughs> "Oh, I remember like, this." He's like, um, uh, "Derek, yeah, um, we're getting some errors from your website that says the domain doesn't exist." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Seriously, we're getting mm-hmm. some 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 error messages when we go to your website." So I jump up, I go grab my my computer, I jump on, and sure enough, I pull up our website, and it is basically showing a picture of some little girls playing soccer. This is DallasCowboys.com, and there's little girls playing soccer, and it says domain not here. Like it doesn't show our website. I run on to, I jump on to 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 the to our our where we register our domain. Mm-hmm. I look and I see DallasCowboys.com is available. Yeah. Anybody out oh, there can yeah. buy it. It's available. I so I, I run and grab my wallet and <laughs> I literally purchased DallasCowboys.com <laughs> right there on the spot. And I'm thinking, okay, problem averted. We got it back. We're good. Come to find out, not so much. Because if you know anything about how the internet works, basically it propagates these these yeah. basically there are servers all around the world mm-hmm. that then take the domain and they say when a person types in the domain, it says this is the server you need to go to in order to get information. Well, when that gets deleted, it takes sometimes 48, 72 hours mm-hmm. for that to repopulate. So <laughs> get to the next day, and DallasCowboys.com is still down. Um, and by the way. Nick posted an article that said the head coach should be fired. Yeah. And then, by the way, the head coach gets fired. Right. And they're going to have a press conference about it. And Dallas Cowboys, where people would come to find out that information and where people would come to watch the press conference, is down. And for the next 48 to 72 hours, people were not being able to see DallasCowboys.com. We figured out what happened in the whole thing, but that was the worst, absolute worst Three days of my entire career working here. For you the didn't get fired. I did not get fired, <laughs> and, got, and luckily, got, luckily, luckily, you might have saved your job. Well, luckily, yeah. the thing about it was, I think part of it was we had done some pretty good work up until that point, uh, and because we'd done some pretty good work, that saved me. Yeah, like that was yeah. like, and and it wasn't really my fault, but that's beside the point. It's yeah. in my responsibility, right. you know. So at the end of the day, it, I did not lose my job, but man, that was a stressful three days. Ooh, that was a hard three days. <laughs> he knows he was with me those three days that was a hard three days brian uh we forgot to turn in a trade with can uh to the league office one time uh we we, we it was it's a famous one where we almost let the clock run out mm-hmm. and chris hall walked into the draft room and goes did anybody turn the trade into the league and Stephen Jones literally <laughs> dives on the test to get the phone to trade. But we we were on to the point where we're all kind of like, yeah, we got this trade. We got the pick. We got our guy. And we're all, like, celebrating it. And then the next thing you know, it's Chris goes, we turn in the trade? And we all realize, no, we didn't. And now the clock TV, everything's going nuts on TV. <laughs> and we're standing there like, oh, my God, what just happened? But that was one of those moments where when it was over, the league called back and said, don't you effing ever do that again. <laughs> and we all had a little laugh out of that. Yeah, because it all turned out well. Yeah, Steven, wouldn't Steven, have been a lot Steven picked up the phone and goes, all right, yes, Joel, thank you, thank you, yes, sir, thank you. And hung up the phone and we all started laughing. <laughs> wow. I can't top either one of those. <laughs> 
And mine is. Oh, my, stick around. You'll get yeah, some. Yeah, and mine is, mine is pretty short. But it, for me, it was the funniest moment that I can talk about because, you know, we have like Nobu moments and stuff I can't talk about. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, what, what happens in Malibu yeah. stays in Malibu. Right. Uh, but this, this was last year, and this was. Um, this was the situation wherein the the entire NFL world is waiting to see where Dan Quinn is, what he's going to do. Is he going to stay with the Cowboys as you know as DC, or is he going to go back into head coaching? And of course, Cowboys Nation as a whole, they're pleading on Twitter and, and Facebook, and they're like, "Just Dan, stay, 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 stay." So that particular day, I happen to go downstairs, grab something to eat. Somebody comes tapping on the back of the shoulder. I turn around, it's DQ. And uh, I'm like, oh, hey, hey, DQ. And he he's pointing down at the shoes, at my shoes. And he's like, where'd you get those kicks from? Okay, well, this is, in my head, I'm like, this is random. But this is also pretty freaking awesome, right? <laughs> so we started talking about the shoes really quickly. And then I noticed that he had on some Jordan 1s. So we started talking about the Jordan 1s. I go back upstairs. I sit down. This is not five minutes later. He decided to stay with the Cowboys. Yeah. So you can make the correlation there if you if you like. I believe he stayed you because, kept of, because of my shoes. <laughs> uh, later that afternoon, I went back downstairs just to grab a drink, and DQ was still there. And I was like, uh, DQ, was it the shoes? He looks at me, and he just does this shrug like, mm. there we go. So I'm always going to tell myself okay, okay. <laughs> that it was my Air Max 95s I'm that with kept you. Dan Quinn. I'll roll with that. I'll roll That's with my that. Story That's my on. story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so thanks, Patrick. You're welcome. Thanks for your contribution to the team. <laughs> Shoe game. It, you know? All right, next question. I wanted to ask you guys, best road game experience? Not necessarily, oh, press box, food is awesome here. But if a fan was to look for a game that they would want to go and experience on the road, and we've experienced the town and and the atmosphere, you would say Lambeau? I would because they have uh, have Lombardi Steakhouse there. Me and Hellman used to just, and we took you one time. Yeah, I went went to Lombardi. We all went to, yeah, we always got a steak there at the, in Appleton. And then when you show up at that place, the tailgating, the smells, the sights, the sounds, some really bad memories there as well. But if you want the <laughs> overall experience, it's a, it's a really good football experience. I agree with Lambeau. And, I mean, you can just feel the the, the legacy in the air in Lambeau. Yeah. Like, when you walk into Lambeau Stadium or onto Lambeau Field, like, just you, yeah. you feel the Bart Scott and the yeah. Brett Favre. And just that's football. Like, you feel the football Too in the air. For me. And, and you can't really <laughs> say that about, uh, you know, some of the newer stadiums. Because, like, for example, MetLife is a very nice stadium, but it's not the old Giant Stadium. It's not the same. Like, 18. T Stadium is nice, but is it, you know, uh, the Cotton Bowl? Is it Texas Stadium? So kind of different. But when you talk about Lambeau Field, as soon as you walk in, you Does just that feel, feel like old school. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it's, it's like football. we're about to play football. Yeah. Like football is about to be played here. So I love that. Nothing better than a victory in Philadelphia, too, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but as a, as a Last fan, year we didn't get uh, that. Uh, that was not I would not recommend nobody to show up. I'm just saying the a vi- Cowboys I'm, fan to have, oh, no, that's a terrible <laughs> Nick, experience. Nick and Derek know about me. Turn around and yeah. M- yeah. M- yeah. M- oh, yeah. You let them have it. I think. And they deserved it. <laughs> you know, I'll throw out real quick. It's not a traditional one, but when we went to London, man, we had a yeah, fabulous yeah, time. And the reason why it was such a great trip was the fans. because the fans there. The, the fans, fans there, they, they have a lo- love for the Cowboys. Yeah. And it was we had a we did some shows there and we had crowds that came out, especially that last show we did. We had crowds out there. Out the uh, yeah, wind up around the block. There, yeah, yeah. To, to get into there to, to see the show. And uh, of course, Nick had the three babies that he was holding. Yeah. That was always he fun. was hammered when he was doing that. <laughs> yeah, too. I was a little worried, a little yeah. worried, but but yeah, that was <laughs> a, a that was a lot of fun. You know what's cool about that trip too is just staying right there. We literally walked out yeah. the door, took a left, and it was like the stadium was like a hundred yards from us. It was yeah. really it was cool. a cool experience, yeah. really cool experience. 
Do we have time or we got to go to break? No, we we can go all the way to 40. We can go all the way to 40. Oh, okay. You got time. It's, it's your okay. stage. This is good. You the boss. your stage. All right. Favorite player of all time, all around. Easy, Darren Woodson. Darren, Darren Woodson. Woodson. Darren Woodson's mine. Darren Woodson. It's so shocking because around, look, if you talk to our crew, mm-hmm. it's that's a pretty common yeah. name that people it's throw Darren out. Woodson. And it just speaks to the kind of person he is, really. And I even mean, a better yeah. player, too. Yeah. He was we, a great player. We yeah. competed yeah. against him in Green Bay, and when I got to know him here and just how tough he was, and you talk about a funny story, was him when George Teague took a run at Terrell Owens. In that game, yep. Woody got kicked out, too. Yep. And, and I was standing down in the locker room after, and, and Woody came out of the shower, and he looked at George and goes, what the hell are you doing here? And he goes, I just got tossed for taking a run at Owens. He goes, about damn time somebody got pissed off around here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's just the kind of guy Woody was. Yeah, I felt, Woody's good people. I man. felt so sad for him, him being in. that kind of a player and playing on those bad teams that we had for those yeah. three Give years. Give Woody his gold jacket. Yeah. Stop playing really, around there, with this guy. There will well, not be a happier day. I think in our crew well, for a Hall of Fame announcement yes. yeah. than the day that Darren Woods was. I was with Leroy Bl- Leroy Butler, excuse me, in Green Bay, and Woody's a better player than Leroy Butler, who's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'll say that. True. Um, favorite media player. That means who's the guy that just kind of makes our jobs easy, easy going. Curse is really J-Ron good for what Curse. I said. Yeah, but I, back in the day, Marcus Spears. Marcus was really Marcus good, Spears yeah. would stand there and talk to you the whole time when the you know whether good or run, bad good yeah. or bad he yeah. he he said all right what questions you got and he would sit there and he would give you really good solid answers as you're going around I will I will go back to the guys coming here this weekend Zeke mm-hmm. Elliott like that's yeah. one thing I respected Zeke for because not everybody's like this win lose Stood in front he of had him. a good game he yeah. had a bad game. Yeah. He was the first one we get in the locker room and be like, y'all ready? Yeah. And he would take all the questions yeah. until everybody was done, and he would say, thank you for With your time. With no sarcasm. Right. No. You didn't have to you wait on him. Yeah. He yeah. just got it over. And but I respect that. Because to me, and I know fans sometimes are like, I hate when the media is like so arrogant to think mm-hmm. the players have to talk to them. No, it's not that. It's that you are a professional now. Yeah. And a part of the professional responsibility is answering the fans, being the face for the franchise to fans. Like, that's a part of your responsibilities as a professional. And, and I think some guys get that and they take it seriously. Some guys don't. Zeke took it seriously and he did it really well. So I, I appreciate that about it. And for me now, it's definitely, like you said, Brian, J. Ron Curse is, is, the, is the present tense. But I'll also give a, a nod to Malik Hooker. And, and while J. Ron Curse does much of his on camera, uh, a lot of these discussions happen off camera and, and with the recorders yeah. off that fans don't see. Example being yesterday, Malik Hooker, he sat at his locker for all of 15 to 20 minutes just having a football conversation with myself and and several other media uh, media members and it was all off the record but it was football talk it was about what does he feel the Cowboys need to improve upon and things like that so mm-hmm. Malik Hooker I mean this Cowboys safety unit I mean they're really open and available and they're not afraid to answer the the, the tough question now like, what went wrong oh we, we didn't yeah. execute you know so that was Malik Hooker's up there too all right best and sorry Patrick because you weren't yeah, with I gotta, us I gotta defer yet. for this one but <laughs> this yes. is for the OGs best Valley Ranch memories, and I know you you got some that maybe we can't share on the. I'll, I'll give a quick one. I have I have a lot of them, obviously, because we we had yeah. some great times there. But it this is what made me realize the the world I was living in. This because it was not long after I started working for the Cowboys. It's gonna start weird, so don't just follow me. I went to the restroom <laughs> and I'm standing. Yeah, that's at a the weird urinal. start. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna stick with I'm, you I'm on sta- this. Right. I'm standing at the urinal. I hear the door okay, open behind me. <laughs> uh, right. I hear the door open behind me. Someone walks up to the urinal next to me, and I look up, and it's John Madden. Yeah. And he's like, "How you wow. doing?" Wow. And I'm like, 
that's yeah, that's wow. John Matt. Like yeah. I've played your game since it's you know, and I, that's when I realized working for the Cowboys is so cool if you're a football fan, especially when you get an opportunity. And I have an answer later about Jerry's Hall of Fame party, but it's the same mm. thing. Like when you get a chance to be around people that. You know, I'm 50 years old now, but when I was a kid, I was watching these people yes. and I was fans of these people. Like, that's fun for me. All the players now, they're young enough to be my kids. So it's not the same kind of relationship, right? But for some of these guys that were around when I was a kid, man, it's really cool. And, and having those kind of experience were just so awesome. I have two, and I'll do them both real quick. Uh, my, my first one is we started the draft show in a tiny little shoebox of a studio. Yep. And, and, Ed Cahill. And Ed, Ed Cahill came up with the idea. Derek approved it. We got it together. Everybody worked really hard on it. But that's where it started, mm-hmm. in a tiny little room. And it was it's one of my favorite things I ever do. Uh, for the year my second one was walking down the hall uh the long hallway from uh coaching to where we used to sit there and scouting and stuff like that on that other side and uh, running into jerry jones and he going up to me and and he'll say he said brian he goes uh you're kicking my ass pretty good right now but you're fair about it keep up the good work at that point i thought i lost my job you were working for us at that point. I was working at that point. I was just sitting there, and I'm thinking, okay. I went into that area, and I sat down, and I literally almost threw up in my trash can there. (laughs) And I was like, you know, but that's that's those memories. You run into people, like Derek says. You walk down the hall, here comes the owner. You know, and you might have a moment here. You're running into people. They're always famous people that were always, you know, another quick one, too. Bill Parcells, I went to his office, knocked his door. John Bon Jovi was sitting there talking. So, Brian, meet John. I'm like, John Bon Jovi. Kind of of a big deal. So, yeah, I mean, it's like I was interrupting coach, and here's this gentleman with, like, a lot of hair sitting there. And I could see in the back, and I walked up, and I'm like, my God, it's John Bon Jovi, you know, talking to Bill Parcells. So, a lot of cool memories for the day we closed the Valley Ranch doors, I have it on my video. I think yeah. I was the last one out. I turned off the light, Aww. closed the door, and I kept a video of it because it was a, it was a great cool. Time. Well, yeah. the cool thing about that place, it was so small. Nothing Very. compared yeah. to this. Like yeah. It was so small. And I remember, obviously, I was only there for like a year and a half. Um, but you walk and you run into people all the time because right. it's such a small space. And I remember the first time... I was walking to head, I think he was out to practice or something. Um, and then a coach, I'm walking, you know, you walk past their offices and stops me, hey, Amber, come here, come here. And I seriously thought I was in trouble because mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, why are you talking to me? Because we actually walked through the coach. You walked through the coach yes. and get to the yes. studio, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, um, well, I should have thought of this before I started the story. I'm not going to finish the Uh-oh. story. Uh-oh. It, no, nothing bad, but nothing to be told. But the point is, um, <laughs> you just get stopped yeah. all the time yeah. by people that typically here, there's like a certain wall that's created, yeah. invisible wall of division. And over there, you were just so merged together. Yeah. Um, Did you ever do the Grandies? But the, yeah. Okay, Grandy's. The one time, one of my favorite little stories about Grandy's is Parcells would do the press conference with the Grandy's teacup. He loved the sweet tea. Nice. And, and crunch they, on ice and they the whole time. On, but they got mad at him. He had to put the Grandy sweet tea in another cup because of the sponsorship stuff. I remember, I'm like, why is Bill? And he's like, I'd see Bill like pouring tea into one cup. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, 
oh, you know, sponsors sometime. You got a little, you got to be play the game here. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. But that was Valley Ranch. Yeah. We had the press conference, too, for T.O. It was yeah. kind of oh, a, weird a weird day. day. A lot of weird days. Helicopters that, overhead. Yeah, like a lot of weird, weird stuff. Really, that was the day that, that uh, for the, those that don't know what we're talking about, yeah. when the day that T.O. That had the overdose, if it yeah. was an overdose yeah. attempt or whatever, whatever it ended Bill up being. Bill had to do a press conference, but, yeah. and he was like, so bitter. Yeah. I, it was just so that bitter. That was a weird day. Mm. Real quick, too. Chan Gailey got fired. He came through our office over in scouting, and he's like, hey, is there a way to get out of here, side door? <laughs> I said, Coach, you go to the loading dock at the back over here. And he right. goes, okay, thanks. So he went through. He that was went, after he'd been fired? Yeah, the, the media was all waiting for him by his car. And he went out wow. the back. He had someone bring the car around. and he, he But he went out, came through, and he's like, and, hey, is there a door over here? So I said, yeah, you could go out in the loading dock over here. And, surprised you know. he never knew about that loading dock door. We all knew about the we loading dock We all knew door. about the loading dock. God, it smelled so bad at that it loading did, dock. It did. It awful. Right. Hey, Brian, I'm going to have some fun with you right now. How many answers are you going to give? A lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was good. But well, the memories, the memories start, they start coming in. back. Yeah. Yeah. As you've been talking, I've had four or five pop in my head. Like that's yeah. the thing. So Valley Ranch. Valley so Ranch was incredible. There. It so really, really was. There. You're right. How tiny and just yeah. enclosed it was. Yeah. No doubt. Well, I'll save the rest for another week because uh, I know we got to go yep. to break. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll bring some fun. memories back. I was at least hoping for the, the best experience. I did want to do the best experience. You do that one because we need to, yeah. uh, real, real quick. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, because you best, have the Valley Ranch. Best moment. experience, Tampa Cowboys wild card game, retiring Tom Brady. That's good. Oh, that's, good. Yes. that's it good for me. That's, that's a good, good plain and simple. Straight to the point. All right, we're gonna take our final break. We'll come back. Let's get some picks. Let's figure out what uh, we think will happen this Sunday till then. We'll be back back. <laughs> right back at <laughs> DallasCowboys.com radio. <laughs> Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Don't put off getting your oil changed, Dallas. Take 5 Oil Change. A proud partner of the Cowboys is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can take advantage of Take 5's fast, friendly, and simple service at any of their locations across the Dallas area. And remember, at Take 5, you stay in your car because they're faster than you think. Take 5, the official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code Cowboys VIP. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys VIP. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back to the break. 
Mark your calendar and get your lederhosen and steins ready. Uh, Frisco Oktoberfest officially returns for their fourth annual celebration on Saturday, October 7th at the Star in Frisco, featuring Bavarian-inspired activities, delicious food and drink, and plenty of great live entertainment. Visit thestardistrict.com slash events for more information. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It may be the fastest segment we will ever do on The Break. We are going to take picks here. We're going to see what you guys think is going to happen this Sunday, Cowboys versus Patriots. Let's start with you, Brian. Cowboys 23-13. 23-13. Amber. Ooh, um, I should have thought of a score. But either way, Cowboys win. I think uh, defense is going to play a whole lot better, Back, get back on track. Offense, I think they'll play better, hopefully, but I don't think all their offensive problems are going to be solved in one game. But I think they do enough to, to win. Who scores the first touchdown? We'll running get to back. That. We're gonna get to that. No, we're finishing. I'm telling you Brian's right got, now. Oh, you gonna okay? Good. The Sorry. running back. The okay. uh, That's the question, right? It's For gonna the be pod which picks, the pod pick is who's going to be who's gonna get the first rushing touchdown. Rushing touchdown. Yeah. Dak. All right, Dak. That's fine. That means they're doing the first and goal stuff that I wanted to see them do. Um, it's Bill Belichick. It's gonna be a nail biter until the pressure gets to Mac Jones and rattles him. He throws a late game pick six. Uh, Cowboys twenty-seven seventeen. All right. Yeah. Um, first rushing touchdown. <sighs> Hunter Lipke. All right. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. Right. Rico Dattle. Rico Dattle. All right. And I also think Cowboys win. I think they win twenty-four sixteen. Think the defense plays a lot better. I think the offense still has some moments, but also does a couple things right, obviously, and uh, they get the win. And my pod pick will be Hunter Lipke as well. That's a good one. That is, that's a good mm-hmm. one. That All is. right. Appreciate you guys joining us. We're back Monday, we're going to tell you what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Patrick Walker, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eels, and this has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!